moment. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.3 FM in Rustenburg. It is uh, SAFM, Jets at Breakfast with myself, uh, Bridget Masinga, on the Sunday morning. As uh, we wrap up the uh, final hour of the show, we're catching up with Dr. MTS Suleiman, who's the founder of Gift of the Givers. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Bridget. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Fantastic stuff. So before we even, I guess, reflect back on 2021 as uh, it comes to a close, I know that you guys have been busy upgrading the Nkubela TB hospital out in East London. How's that been going? That's done. No, we've, we've done it over 27 days. Mm-hmm. We finished it off last week, uh, Thursday. Mm. We officially opened it on, on Thursday. And then also we did another hospital, Glengarry Hospital in, uh, uh, what's the name, uh, Lady Fria. Okay. And that's the second renovation we've done in that hospital. For mm. January, we are marking, uh, adding, I mean, Adelaide Hospital and Butterworth. Those okay. are the two hospitals that we're starting in the new year. Yes. And in the meantime, we've put balls in, 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 in six different hospitals. Yeah. We've done it in uh, Kala, in the SS Vida, mm. Butterworth, Sawas, Fort Bolkot. And there was another one, you know, we, 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 and then of course in some other areas in Kama yeah. and Pastor Fraxinet, we've been to the bones also, you know, till, till this weekend. Okay, so you've been you've been very busy uh, in the health sector. And I know that uh, this particular project out in Kubela, um, it, it was earmarked for five million bucks to upgrade this infrastructure. Yes, it, it, a lot of hospitals, you know, it just means if you reposition, in, uh, position them in a certain way, they can make them far more efficient than what they are. Mm. And to the credit of the CEOs of the various hospitals that we deal with, they come with COVID has made people think laterally. Mm. Because you run out of space, you run out of staff, you get overrun with patients, you know, you run out of oxygen points, you have mm. buildings that are lying, they're not being well used, and you now need to sit and see, okay, what can we do with this? And sometimes you have some renovations that need to be done. Mm. And we're sending a building team, you know, we look at the infrastructure. I go myself to all the hospitals mm. and see what could be changed medically to make it more efficient. And fortunately, you know, we come up with good ideas. For example, this place, now they, there was wards available. It was like a big hall, mm. like a dining room, you know, a big hall. And there was no privacy between patients. Yeah. It is still infection, you know, and, 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 and it's just not ideal for a COVID situation or especially a TB situation. There's an essence, that's a TB hospital yeah. that trains patients from all over the East and Cape come to the hospital and they do the fetus TB. Mm. They do the normal TB, the XDR and the NDR TB. So that's not an ideal situation. So we went in, looked at the ward, and all we had to do was build walls mm. between the different beds, you know, put in the painting, put in sinks, and uh, put in a, a water situation. Each ward gets its own water. It's, 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 it's typical. Each, each space gets mm. its own, like six beds there, eight beds there, seven beds there. Each gets their own water, their own facility. You keep it separate from the other patients. Mm. And then you set up ablution and bathing facilities and showers in the same ward, which they weren't there before. Yeah. And those are things, and there were other changes we did for the nurses, for the doctors, you know, for ablution, for, for seating and eating. So we did a whole lot of changes inside, repainting, electrical supplies, water supplies. There were a range of things that we did and to make the hospital far more efficient, not only for COVID, mm. but for, for TB, because they are TB hospital, and in general, anything else. So the, the renovations that we do are for long-term use. 
not only specifically for that event or that challenge at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, uh, Dr. Suleiman, in terms of your focus with the hospital renovations and upgrades, um, it's actually brilliant and brilliantly timed as well because we know that the South African health sector uh, is one of those underserviced uh, sectors and a lot of the facilities are really deteriorating, especially in, in underserviced and underdeveloped provinces like the areas in the Eastern Cape. Yes, you know, one, and all this is brought to the fore through COVID itself. Mm-hmm. Whilst walking, look, let's first of all, to support any hospital in South Africa is a nightmare. Yeah. The rules are, are so, I think the government has to change its policy the way it thinks. It makes life very, very difficult. To mm-hmm. donate something to hospitals like a crime, where, you know, it's very difficult to donate anything to hospitals. And in a time of COVID, fortunately, everything just broke. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was no need to pull in papers. People were desperate. People were dying. People were in need. And all the rules fell apart. And it, we walked into 210 hospitals. Mm-hmm. No paperwork. We said, you want paperwork? Find somebody else out. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and, and, and then we started, when we started doing the PPEs, then the need came for oxygen machines. We put in over 3,000 CPAP machines in the different hospitals. Mm-hmm. And then medical staff were raving, you know, they were saving lives. Of course, those were funded by solidarity. Yes. It was designed in South Africans by South Africans. But to answer your question, whilst doing that, we saw the need to upgrade the hospitals. And in fact, it caught favor with the corporates. Mm. So now at the time, we're not only signing the register. Look, I saw the corporates that quite radically that you guys do donations just to sign the register. Mm. Mm. But this time, it wasn't to sign the register. They came to the fore and said, what can we really do to help improve the situation in the country? Mm. And they said, our hospitals need infrastructure. They need oxygen points. They need staffing. They need medical supplies. They need tens of triage. They said, fine, we'll come to the party. Yeah. And they came to the party. You know, it was small money. Mm. You know, it was big money. Mm. And they came to the party. And now, but by doing that, you're actually, in the long run, having NHI. Mm. Because you're getting corporate support or get a tax benefit. But in essence, they're helping upgrade the infrastructure of the medical facilities in the country where tomorrow any patient, public or private, can get and go there and say, look, there's a fantastic facility I'd like to be here. Yeah, yeah. Because I do think, uh, you know, you bring up a, an interesting point with a lot of South Africans do think about that. It's oftentimes the administrative buro- bureaucracy that keeps things from moving forward. You know, we talk a lot about uh, uh, corporate uh, civic interventions and partnerships. Uh, and a lot of times people are like, yes, we, we do want to get involved, even if the level of our involvement is signing a check. But can you make the, the hurdles a little bit less for us to be able to do that? Um, um, and, and now the opportunity was right that a lot of corporates were able to, you know, tag team with you and, and get this done. Yes, you know, and, and, and all credit to them. You know, when the CEOs start getting involved directly, you mm-hmm. know, there's, there's an element of security and, and, and real care and, and, uh, and interest, you know, and worry and concern about what we can do. Because COVID-19 has opened the eyes of many people. You mm-hmm. know, when, when people in sort of rich industries that's what can happen to you overnight when you lose your job. Mm. That's from having, you know, everything and you suddenly got nothing. Yeah. And many people came to us and said, look, all these years, you know, we know you're probably helping people in different areas. We don't really understand the significance of that. And now when we're hurting ourselves, we realize what difficulty other people have been going through all these years. We want to make a difference. Yeah. And even though we've left money, we've lost money, we haven't had the kind of income, we think now is the time to give more. And I must say, Corporate South Africa has really come to the party as well as individuals, businesses, professionals, mm. ordinary people, everybody together wants to fix things up in the country. 
Yeah, yeah. We're talking to the founder of Gift of the Givers, uh, Dr. Suleiman, uh, just highlighting some of the work that they've done in 2021. Um, and as we wrap up the year, getting ready just a, a few short weeks to go before we say goodbye and hopefully good riddance to, to you know, the hurdles we've had to endure in 2021. Um, I was saying earlier on that you guys have been busy, as you always are. Um, you, you've had a very quick response as well to, to the KZN unrest. We know your, your COVID response was, was quite on point. Um, and you've also been working out at Makanda with the water shortage situation over there. It's, it's been all that. You know, Makanda, we've been stuck there since February 2019. Yeah. You know, I know. And we've been expanding. And there's another project we've done also over the years. And so there's this, let me show categories. The one is you heard is, is our COVID intervention and everything that we've done in hospitals yeah. and oxygen machines, which have been vital. The infrastructure upgrades, which are ongoing in the different areas, mm. boreholes in hospitals, but boreholes in schools also. Mm. We've been doing upgrades of boreholes at schools. We've been doing infrastructure upgrades, upgrading more classrooms, building more preschools, fixing existing classrooms, and also fixing plumbing and water situations at schools, putting a lot of toilets. Yeah. You know, it's, it's terrible to, to keep to use as put toilets and affording to eat. So we've been putting, uh, increasing, excavating the pace of toilets at schools. Mm. And then the other thing, and, and then of course in Makanda, where we've had water, we mm. then said, okay, how can we make it more efficient? Mm. In some areas, we've brought infiltration plants to make the water more pure. And then we've run pipelines from the walls deep into the areas so people don't have to walk distances. Mm. They can get the water coming out close to them. And we've done extensions like this in Adelaide, in Bedford, we're drilling in Cromie today in an area that has had no water for years. Mm. We're drilling there. And then, of course, we spread out into club plot, put more balls in the in it. Some areas we put more just for the animals itself, for the animals that have water. Because mm. if the animals die, farming dies, jobs get lost, economy suffers. You know, it's, it's that kind of issue. Mm. Uh, and then to have tourism, in craft in it, they've got the largest South African flag in the world. Mm. But that flag is made of flowers. Mm. The flowers have, don't have water, the flag dies. Yeah. So we're drilling there at the moment to support tourism, again, to support income, to support jobs. And then uh, in all the other ways, then we increase our water tanker uh, usage. I mean, Adelaide, Bedford, all in big trouble right now. We've put in additional bowls, but another six bowls. But because the dam levels are dropping, the heat is high, the need is greater. People are coming home during December time. There's more people in the area. Mm. The water demands just don't stop. Mm. And in so many other areas, they've had no water. It's just like an unlimited request for balls for all over the Eastern Cape. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dr. Suleiman, you know, you and your team continue to uh, impress, and of course, with the support of uh, Corporate Essay and uh, us normal, uh, you know, citizens just chipping in our little bit. Um, they say the collective makes the dream work, and obviously, Gift of the Givers is a proof of that. Thank you so much for catching us up on uh, what you've been up to in 2021 and some of those highlights. Uh, no doubt we'll be catching up with you again, uh, you know, uh, next year to see where things are and the progress and what else is needed. That was it, Dr. Suleiman, founder of Gift of the Givers. Uh, by the way, they also won uh, the Social Media Charity of the Year Award. So, um, yeah, listen, it it pays to be a giver, even on social media. Uh, it is uh, fast approaching half past nine. We are going to catch up with Ulerato just a little bit and check which part of the uh, continent she's at this week. And then we're going to wrap it up also and just look at Spotify and what's been going on over there. What have South Africans streamed the most in 2021? What have you been listening to? Uh, That is the million dollar question.